Enterprise Management 360, your main source for tech news, analysis, podcasts, and videos for the enterprise. Welcome to the EM360 podcast, where we have a weekly conversation with people who are impacting the enterprise tech landscape. My name is Matt Harris, editor here at EM360 and your host on today's episode. Make sure you stay up to date with all of our latest episodes by subscribing to Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Podcasts, or wherever you go for your podcast needs. In today's episode, I'm joined by Jeff Whitaker, VP of Product Management at Panassus. We're going to be talking about the convergence of AI and high-performance computing in the enterprise, as well as the challenge of ensuring storage solutions meet the demand for rapid access, massive volumes of sensitive data, without compromising performance. Jeff, welcome to the show. Thank you. Appreciate it, Matt. Would you mind just giving a little bit of background on who you are and what you do? Oh, yeah. So, uh, as you said, I'm, I'm Jeff Whitaker. I, I handle uh, product management and product uh, and, and also marketing for uh, Panassus. Um, actually been a part of the uh, storage industry in the neighborhood of 15, 17 years with a, a number of different companies. Uh, but really, really focused on, uh, you know, driving the storyline and, you know, helping helping get the message out so customers and and, and folks understand what, uh, what Panassus is here for and what we do for them. Lovely stuff, lovely stuff. So, Jeff, we often hear about the importance of performance when it comes to data. But what does that really look like? You know, what, what kind of applications and use cases need to prioritize performance when purchasing IT infrastructure? Yeah, performance is an interesting one because there's there's so many different angles to it. But often um, when most people we speak to or most people um, looking at, you know, dealing, you know, handling performance in uh in an IT type environment or, or a technical environment are often thinking about the performance of applications. And, you know, those, those applications can range all over the board. If we're, if we're going from traditional HPC type environments with maybe an energy company having to do, you know, the air analysis to, to determine where, where to best place, you know, wind and wind energy, you know, how's the air flowing over hillsides and, and valleys and, or, you know, you're looking at life sciences type environments where, you know, electron microscopes are, you know, bringing in tons and tons and tons of data when uh, looking at um, molecules or, you know, genomics. And there's there's so many, you know, semiconductor design. There's so many different areas um, where the amount of uh, the speed of the application really is the most important to the uh, to the how they can deliver their results. But all of those applications are relying upon a, a massive amount of data. Um, in those scenarios. And as we as we move forward, that you know, that's kind of more of the traditional kind of high performance computing type uh, scenarios. But as we move into AI uh, environments, you know, AI is a is a very broad term, but you can get into that for nat- natural language processing or image processing. Um, those scenarios where, again, a lot of data comes into that whole training process on on how an AI application uh, or an AI algorithm learns, you know. So there's a lot of scenarios like this, but but often the performance of the environment has more to do with, you know, many people think it's the compute side of things, but but as well, it's it's that data and the data ingest or the data operations and how to how to move data around quickly in order for those environments to, to spit out results in a, in a timely fashion. And where does storage come into this kind of scenario? And where, where does it come into application performance? And what are the kind of main challenges surrounding that as well? Uh, so performance of the the storage side of things, and and you know traditionally speaking, it's 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 probably an argument as being in the storage uh, industry for a long time. It mm. comes in too late often, but the problem is is 
where does the data reside, right? Where where does the data end up? You know, when it comes in from whatever whatever environment is has been creating the data, it's got to store, um, you know, land on some storage somewhere. And the performance of that storage really has a direct impact on how fast the compute side of things can actually operationalize the data itself. So you, you think of a lot of these environments where, you know, think AI where it can often be thousands of um, GPUs or th- thousands of CPUs uh, operating on a, a data set, but that data set has to move into them from storage somewhere. And the longer it takes to move the data in, you know, the longer it da- takes to uh, transfer data, the the longer it's going to take for those, you know, I mean, possibly the GPUs are sitting there idle, and and we know those are those are pricey um, uh, environments, you know, to get the speed and the performance of the the AI uh, environments sitting idle is something that none of us want to talk about when we're when we're talking about an infrastructure um, uh, environment. So. So when when that happens, it's like how fast can you move that data? How how quickly can you get data into the compute or into the application environment so that you can deliver the over overall system performance? And and that's that's the way that I all often look at things is when you're talking about applications, and many a times uh, an infrastructure team will go, okay, now we know what kind of compute we need to to solve that application requirement. Now let's look at what kind of storage we need. And, and often the problem comes into it's like, hmm, so you've built something that, that can really run fast. And now your afterthought is how fast can the storage operate? So that's one of those that we, we try to get the message out there that when, when an infrastructure environment, whether you know, you're designing something in the cloud, you're designing something uh, in your data center you know, to solve uh, this challenge of performance, think of everything when it comes to infrastructure from the get-go because if you're bottlenecked by the performance of the storage because of your kind of choice of infrastructure, it's one of those that, you know, it may either cause you to rethink or you're never going to get the performance that you wished out of the environment. So one of those is, is one of the key things there is to make that decision early on of, hey, how do I, how do I build a platform that can solve the performance need for the data incoming the data processing, and then you can have the results on the other end. So, so that's that's where storage comes into this. Some of the big challenges for the storage side of it is there's a lot of different choices when it comes to storage, and the choice will really depend determine what your outcome is. And you know, there's there's traditional storage, there's storage inside of uh, uh, servers. There's cloud-based storage. You know, there's a lot of different options when it comes to to getting performance. And really some of those challenges often come around, is it the single application that you're trying to solve the performance need for? Or are you trying to solve the need of, you know, maybe multiple? You know, is there, you know, when when it comes to an IT team, they're usually building infrastructure for uh, a lot of different reasons. And how do you get performance across, you know, you know, three or four or five different types of needs. You know, so there's a lot of different challenges when it comes to actually building a storage environment or building a, a, a total architecture that can support the needs of not only one, but even multiple of these um, uh, type of applications. So how are you addressing these challenges, Jeff? And I'm also interested to know, you know, some of the other key trends that are kind of visible in the storage industry right now as well. Uh, so addressing these challenges, um, so at Panassas, I'll, I'll, I'll get into a, a little bit of our kind of architecture and how we do things, but uh, and, and then how that how that plays in. You know, we've we've been a storage, a high performance storage 
provider for you know 23 years it's actually uh, surprising and how long and, and we've really been focused on the performance side of uh, the business but when it comes to how we solve this we have a what we call a data engine that runs inside of our storage platforms and that engine is really focused on making life easy for the the IT team or for the uh, research team or for the, you know, the team that's actually running and, and needing to use uh, uh, the applications. And we do it in a way that I think that ease is an important thing because often the application side of them may not be storage experts. And, and so we can build a platform that can provide performance for, you know, metadata type environments, small file type workloads and large file type workloads. And we do all the determination on the back end of where that resides inside the systems so that the, the customer doesn't actually have to deal with it. Um, you know, as an example, we've got a, one customer that has 1,500 storage nodes and they have a half a person managing it. So when it comes to delivering performance and delivering performance and easily, uh, it's, it's something that's key to, key to the industry and key to, key to the environments that they run. Um, but what we're seeing, though, is as we take that and we we provide it on an, on an environment that is kind of best fit for what the customer is uh, trying to do. You know, whether it's a very specific AI type workload or whether it's a you know, if you think of uh, like image processing, there can be a lot of different large files right that need to be processed in order for a for a algorithm to be trained properly. You know, think of you know self driving vehicles where they've got a see every single type of image that's out there in front of them and they've got to make a determination based on it. So training takes millions and millions and millions of files to be processed in that in that whole process. But then also when I'm seeing what this means as we move forward, the trends in the industry are often somebody goes out there and they try to determine how to how to build an algorithm or how to build an environment that is that solves their needs um, if, and if I take for an example uh, like a university environment where you've got maybe six or ten different research uh, institutes within that within that um, that one university all of them are trying to do something a little bit different right and and you can think of this in an enterprise world as well where you've got multiple design teams doing different types of activities but in those scenarios, they need a storage environment um, to solve their, their performance challenge. But who has to run this and how do you build infrastructure to support not just the one team, but say those six or 12, or in some cases, 30 different research teams, um, all doing different types of stuff. And the, the challenge is really coming down to how, do, how does an infrastructure team consolidate their environment? So they can solve maybe security challenges or some of the compliance requirements when it comes to data. And we all know that kind of every country, um, you know, state, every state within the U.S., you know, everybody has different um, privacy requirements and different things there. And, and if you fail to meet some of those requirements or those compliance needs, it can cost the company money. So often when you're looking at trying to solve these challenges, there's a lot of different things that come into how do you manage your data? And, the IT team is responsible for that. So we see a big uh, focus on consolidating the actual storage environment so you can have a simplified way of managing all of your data, but yet those application teams still need their performance. So the consolidation story is really one that we see, um, you know, I've seen it in the enterprise world for quite some time, um, but even in the HPC side, we're seeing a lot of that as well. And, you know, there's quite a few 
you know, clear sort of clear answers to these challenges that you raised. Um, are you kind of optimistic that the kind of industry can actively address these challenges in the next four to five years? Or are you still seeing a lot of companies make mistakes when it comes to these pitfalls? Um, so, so it's it's funny you mentioned the the next four to five years, and and one of the things that we've seen really is in this consolidation, um, we've seen this this AI is starting, you know, is 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 a type of workload that is extremely popular across every single industry that we work in, but there's still a lot of people that are playing and trying to figure out how the AI environments are going to solve and, and help their business. Um, you know, it's, it's, it's great to think about, you know, training, you know, and it, and it's maybe simply simple to understand in the context of language processing and, and, and image processing and a couple of those key workloads, but in the rest of the industry, how does a, how does a AI algorithm help out, you know, a business performance in a, in a financial institution, you know, so actually there's a bunch of things going on in that one will probably be some of the, the, the biggest growth area that we'll see moving forward in the AI world. But across all the industries, people are looking at different things. And what we are seeing is when they're looking at how to solve some of the needs of, of AI, a lot of them are doing their investigations in the cloud. And so, so one of the big things that we've seen is when it comes to where the storage and where the platforms go, it's well, apparently cloud is the place that it all has to happen. And there's a lot of processing capabilities and a lot of different flexibility environments. But one of the struggles really comes into the performance of storage and trying to be able to ingest on a regular basis. I mean, you think about AI where the training sets are so massive and training is happening all the time. There isn't this ability to go and archive your data sets, right? You've got to have your data sets ready and utilized on a regular basis. So, so we're seeing this, this focus of as companies, as industries are starting to do more and more with AI and actual productize it, a lot of it is moving, you know, not only is some of it staying in the cloud if the performance needs are very low or the data sets are small, but as those data sets get larger and larger, there's this push to you know, almost like the the AI environments are starting to look more and more like like an HPC type workload, where you need thousands of compute nodes operating on data to get results for the training processes quickly. So we're seeing a lot of companies that are moving out of the cloud for their production type environments because the data sets of you know whether it's to address the needs of, you know, you think of like language processing, the address the needs of, you know, 50 different languages. You need thousands upon thousands of hours of, of raw communication for the training processes to happen. And you can, you can imagine for, for driving, uh, for self-driving cars, some of the, the things that have to happen and the, the types of images that, that can possibly be seen from a vehicle. You know, just the amount of data is so big and the processing and the regular changes that have to happen to that data they're moving into more of a, a data center-based workload. So in a way that that they start out, they build, they they create their environments in the cloud as they go to production. We're seeing a lot of that moving off because of the performance of the data side of things. So it's it's I, I see this symbiosis with cloud and and um, the data centers to where certain types of workloads, like a high performance type workload, which I would consider the H, traditional HPC space and AI 
having this massive need for performance that is requiring some of the items to be in the data center and and then a lot of the other stuff or maybe even more of the traditional enterprise type activities residing more and more in the cloud now so that's that's probably one of the biggest things we see moving forward and and how you how you address the performance struggles as you move forward, you know, you'll be looking at multiple different ways, either on-prem or uh, in the cloud to solve uh, your different challenges. Mm, very, very well said. Um, and I also understand that Panassas made quite a recent announcement um, about the launch of your kind of like all flash and high capacity products. Could you just tell us a little yeah, bit more about those as well? Um, so at Panassas, you know, the last 20 22, 23 years, we've been essentially a single platform company, really focused on high performance, as I said, simplicity, easy to manage uh, type environments, providing solid performance across a broad type uh, use cases. But one of the things is, as we get into, like, say, AI, or in some of these specific scenarios where the data types might be specific, you know, we don't, there, there isn't this need to run, um, you know, 20 different uh, applications on the same performance data set. So in those scenarios, somebody's looking for a high performance storage to run a couple of workloads, and they're looking for a small footprint and high speed. Right. So we decided instead of doing, you know, our, our original platform, or, or sorry, our, our kind of our flagship product is called um, Active Store Ultra, and that one has. NVMe flash SSD in there as well as hard drives. And that's the one that we've been our workhorse for so long uh, from an architectural standpoint to really provide the best kind of TCO for our customers. But those customers that are looking specifically for throughput performance, that that's where we go. And we, we decided let's build an all flash platform. Um, we call it the uh, active store flash. And that is really to address some of those specific scenarios um, like scratch space, you know, for for a lot of the HPC type environments where you need a lot of data, you need the data app operate quickly uh, on a regular basis, but you don't have um, the the massive file needs uh, where you would in some of the other type scenarios. So specific use cases we can now solve instead of having one platform, we have a, a dedicated all flash platform to solve that that specific need, and then also for those other customers that are you know, maybe the energy companies that have massive data sets, you know, those scenarios where they just have a, tons and tons of data on whether it's seismic analysis or, or some of these scenarios where they have just massive files and that's all they have. We went the other side of, of the board and said, let's just have, you know, kind of our, our NVMe front end in there to give performance for like metadata access. But then the rest of it being more of a a deep capacity system where they can move tons and tons and tons of, of large files to get, you know, into a single capacity type environment. So petabytes of data, you know, I think we, we have a, a customer already that's, that's in the neighborhood of 40 petabytes right from the get go as we, as we uh, roll this platform out, but it's, it's, it's massive environment. So doing something there to be more efficient with price from that standpoint, get a, get it, make it more, um, you know, more efficient from that standpoint. So, so we can do, Large capacity, massive systems. We can do smaller, super high performance systems, and then we still have our workhorse, the uh, Active Store Ultra, that that can do for those mixed workloads or those consolidated type environments. So, really trying to branch out from just being focused on one air or one kind of type of uh, customer, and then broadening that out to to multiple types of customers uh, as we move forward. Oh, exciting stuff ahead then. Looking forward to it. <laughs> 
<laughs> good, good. Well, thank you so much for joining us today, Jeff. It was really, really great to get your insights. All right. Well, thank you, Matt. I appreciate the time. And also, thank you to everyone listening. We hope you took a lot away from today's discussion, but for further information on what we discussed today, please head on over to panassus.com. We'll be back next week with another episode in our podcast series, but until then, make sure you subscribe to this podcast on all major platforms, follow the conversation on our socials at EM360Tech on Twitter and LinkedIn, and for more great daily content, please head on over to EM360Tech.com. Mm-hmm.